0: Nowadays, we don't take the time to listen. We don't take the time to encourage or motivate others. You can compete, you can work hard, and you can grind. But how are you
1: making the individuals feel? There's no emotions in business. There's no emotions in investing. And guess what? Saying that oh, there's no emotions is an emotion. It's fear. You're trying to like instill fear. So most of the time, if not every time, fear works. There were times that I would question my faith. There were times where I
0: wouldn't be following the true principles and moralities of what it means to live a Christian life. And any time that I. I did find myself straying away from my faith i found my life getting much much harder you don't have to be a believer to follow suit with what compassion means you can just walk this earth with compassion if you are a believer great if not i don't care my passion is to impact as many people that i come in contact with but much deeper than the word just impact with a level of love compassion but also instilling that you can walk that way still be the baddest motherfucker
1: out there josh what up baby Welcome to the show, bro. Let's get it. This is why I love the podcast, man. You already know you have a show on the way. On the way. Coming soon. Coming yep. soon. Visionary Meals. Yep, Check yep. them out. I need to get on the Visionary Meals this year. <laughs> I told my man we're going to hook them up here soon. <laughs> my man. My man. Yeah, I've known of you for uh, a couple years now. You have a meal prep company, Visionary Meals. You got a lot of other cool things going on. You have the headquarters coming in Granville. Yep. Shout out to the OHIO, baby. Hey, let's get it, baby. Go Bucks. But uh, you've done this before. So I know you got a cool message to share, a cool story to share, creating visionary meals. I'm sure that there was a why behind that, definitely, right? Definitely. Uh, what, 70 plus percent of Americans are fat or obese. Um, like I was telling you, I might be on that list. <laughs> might be on that list. Depends on those, the camera Those charts angle. are wrong, man. Don't trust those charts. Yeah. <laughs> Just Photoshop some abs on me. <laughs> Come on now. Tighten that core up a little bit. <laughs> but what got you in uh in the visionary meals, because yeah. you were early on, right? Like you you did it before it was cool to have a meal prep. Service, yeah. Right? I, I, we definitely stepped inside the space. Um, I think before
0: it, you know, got quote unquote big. Um, and first off guys, I just want to say thanks for tuning in with us and uh, hopping on the show. Excited to be here, Tyler. Thanks for having me on and excited to chop it up, man, bring the energy and just hopefully offer some, some value and insight to you guys today um, in a different perspective uh, on, on what your purpose is and, and what your passions are in this life. And and hopefully bring some value in that way shape or form. So again, thanks for having me, but why Visionary Meals? So Visionary Meals was founded 5 years ago. Um, we just had our 5th year birthday anniversary this past November. Let's go. Um, yeah, shout out to that. We
1: we hit the 5-year hump, man. That was that's a big deal. That's getting, a big deal. Yeah, cuz getting started in a business is one thing. It's easy to say, but what most businesses, it's always like 70-80%, yeah, right? But yep, like 80 fail. plus percent of businesses fail, fail in that if, if first not 5 years. Yeah. 99% fail within the first five yeah, years. Literally. So congrats. Yeah, no, thank you on that. We're definitely excited
0: to definitely excited to be here. We've got some big things coming um, in the years to come that we'll definitely be sharing here shortly. But why Visionary Meals? So fun fact, um, so a little bit of backstory about me. Um, I went to Wittenberg University, played four years of college football, got three NCAC conference championship rings. And um, I went to school for sociology, specializing in criminal justice. Uh, Mm. with a minor in sports management. I was going to go in the law enforcement route. And um, a little on how Visionary Meals started. So this was, what, over five years ago, because I I did about two years of prep before the business even launched. The individual that I was dating at the time when I was at WIT, we were about juniors. I think it was our junior year in college. And um, we were visiting her family in Texas. And we came across this brick-and-mortar meal prep establishment. And, and this was really when meal prepping was just starting to really starting to surface for the market. Mm-hmm. And we walk in this place, it was after a workout, we wanted something healthy. We, we come into this, this brick and mortar and we, we grab our meal and we're eating it. We're like, this is fun. This is good. And We're like, man, what if we brought something like this back to Ohio? And that's kind of when the idea was birthed, when the idea was kind of starting to be founded. Mm-hmm. But again, in college, getting my degree, playing college football, I have no time for any of this, right? But the idea kind of was getting planted. The the seed was planted, we'll call it. And got back to college. I, I actually remember on our flight back, we were kind of starting to do the fun things of a business. You know, you start picking out the name, the colors, like maybe start talking about the business model. But that was that was basically it. Got back to college, fast forwarding, got my degree, finished college football. And like I said, I was going to be a cop, you know, ever since probably in my my middle school days. I was like, man, I want to be a cop. I want to kick down doors. I want to chase bad guys. I want to do X, Y, and Z. Right. Enrolled into the police academy here in Columbus. And I was starting the whole process. Uh, I'm an individual that is strong in my faith and something just started getting laid on my heart. This, this itch for entrepreneurship, this itch for this idea of meal prep. And I'm like, man, why am I feeling like almost called, almost pulled to this direction? And again, I am in the heat of studying. I am taking my physical tests. I am taking the, all the mental tests. I'm getting ready for the poly, you name it. Like I am going to be a cop. Fast forwarding, it was, it was one night. I, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like three in the morning. And I just woke up with a flood of ideas. And I was just like, damn, why, why is this stuff getting laid in my heart? I get out of bed and I just start taking notes. I just start writing down the ideas. And I was just like, okay. If this business is even going to happen, what would this look like? So I start planning the business model. I start studying um other meal prep companies out there, what what they're doing good, what I think they what where improvements can be made. And if there's one thing that I noticed within the systems itself, I said, meal prepping is affordable for most until you hit shipping. and that that shipping cost usually deters a lot of consumers because they can afford, you know, a ten to fourteen dollars meal, but an eighty dollars shipping cost on top of that that's where some of the struggles fall in. Nowadays, companies have obviously built that shipping cost into their, their meal costs X, Y, and Z. But at the time I was just like, how can we eliminate that? And so for those of you that are, or know of visionary meals, uh, our model is based around our pickup locations, which we have over 20 pickup locations spread out throughout the central Ohio area to when our consumers order online, that can actually deliver these meals to these pickup locations, completely weighs the shipping costs. And, and, you know, adds the added convenience as they're, they're going throughout their day. And I was just like, okay. If we were to do this business, we should offer some type of like pickup location thing. And went to bed that night. And again, it happened about three weeks in a row. I woke up at the same time. I can't make this shit up. About three in the morning every single night with ideas. And at this point in time, I was like, damn, like I was supposed to be a cop, man. Like I am like a quarter of the way through this process. Why is this getting laid on my heart? Fast forward a little bit more, and I was leaving a buddy's house and The individual I was with at the time, uh, it was a Saturday night. And at this point in time, I've created the business. I knew that um, what the name was going to be, Visionary Meals, created the slogan, "Envision the Best You. And if coming back to my faith, I knew there's going to be a bigger purpose. There's going to be a bigger why behind the company. I've always said, we're not here to sell a product. We're here to sell a feeling. And I want to offer something to our people that is much more than just meal prep. And being strong in my faith, I was just like, eventually I think I'm going to want to start a nonprofit. So I actually based, um, there's a, there's a Bible verse that actually goes on every meal that our customers get. And it's first Corinthians 10 31. So whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. I said, okay, this is going to be the foundation for us as a company. And again, at this point in time, if this company was going to come about, because at this time I got a, I got a police Academy test in three weeks. And I, like I said, I was coming back from my buddy's house and this was just laid in my heart. And the individual I was with, we were like, if we're going to do this business, where would we cook the meals? At this point in time, I knew nothing about business, right? Mm. And the only thing I knew is if you can, if you can spend less than you're making, you're, you're going to do okay, right? Keep your overhead low. And I was just like, hey, the church that we go to, they have a beautiful, immaculate commercial kitchen, just redid it, everything. I was just like, I wonder if they would let us operate out of this space to keep our overhead low, you know, rent next to none. Right. And before we went to bed that night, I I went into prayer and I was just like, yo God, I feel you putting this on my heart. I feel you showing me, or I feel you giving me every pull, every reason to do this, but I'm being stubborn. Right. I'm supposed to get bad guys. I'm supposed to kick down doors. I was like, God, I need you to show me that this is what you want me to do. Like physically show me, because at this point in time, I'm being stubborn. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to trust your purpose because I'm trusting mine. Right. And went to bed that night and we went to church the next morning. And as we we're leaving church, the individual I was with, she's like, Josh, you want to look at this kitchen to make sure it's going to work? I was like, Yeah, let's walk in there and look. We step in there, we're looking around, and it's got everything that we need. I mean, brand new equipment, it's immaculate. We're over there, kind of, you know, painting the picture. We're like, we'd be operating over there, we'd assembly line there, X, Y, and Z. We're like, It's it. Let's mm-hmm. do this. And, and as we're getting ready to leave, she goes, Josh, stop. Stop. She goes, look up on the wall behind you. And, and I turn around behind me and up on the wall behind me, it was decal, first 1 Corinthians 1031. So whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. Mm. I said, all right, bet God. <laughs> I was like, I asked you to show me that this is what you want me to do. And the Bible verse that we planted the company off of, you gave it to me right there. And that was like the resounding moment for me is like <laughs> done. We're moving. We're cutting okay. ties. And, and I'm, and I'm the type of guy, if you start something, you finish it. And I said, no, I'm going to trust I'm going to trust not the plan, but the purpose here. And I walked away from I walked away from the police academy and never looked back. and mm. And fun fact, the church ended up shutting us down. They're like, no, you guys can't operate out of here. Um so ended up starting the business and in our apartment at the time on a four burner stove, so small, you couldn't even fit four pans, moved into my mama's kitchen, where we operate out of, moved out of there into a space that we're currently in at about eleven hundred square feet. And here in about less than a week, we're going to be stepping foot in our brand new state-of-the-art facility over 7,000 square feet to expand our operations. Boom.
1: Shit, we can wrap it up now. <laughs> we can going? wrap it up now. <laughs> Congrats on that, man. Thanks, brother. There's obviously a lot more to it from you walking into the church's kitchen, yeah. uh, not church's chicken. Big difference. Uh, <laughs> we we'll for chicken. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but uh, what, what would you say is like that number one thing from having the courage and the faith to actually start it. Cause most people get in their own way, yeah. right? They're running somebody else's race yeah. instead of running their yeah. own. But what would you say is like the number one thing that has been extremely impactful? You had mentioned expense. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, steal that. So you yeah. can't say it. <laughs> okay. You had a very good, okay. What's, what's the biggest expense that we're going to have, right? If I do start this, yeah. it's going to be, you know, shipping. It's going to be, you know, storing everything here. It's going to get the retail location. So let's remove the biggest fixed expense. Correct. And let's try to keep the overhead low. Yeah. So you can't say that, Uh, (laughs) but what was, what was like that one thing from what got you started to now being able to open up the new state of art facility in the headquarters here in the next week? So you mean, as in like the one thing that, 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 kind of gave me that resounding confidence or the. Yeah. Was it like having the absolute best product? Like, yeah. What's that one thing that you're like, man, I really screwed this up. And thankfully I did. Cause I learned X, Y, Z, or it was, I needed to make sure that I had, uh, the best facility. Yeah. It was maybe building for, uh, the for, best team, the for best me, systems. Yeah.
0: For me, you know, what and what I'll say, what I almost screwed up is, you know, after the the church did not happen, I started looking elsewhere into other opportunities and, and I just kept getting no's left and right. Or if it was a yes, that the financials weren't there. You know, for me, it was just like, Josh, I, I, I wanted to, at so first. So did
1: they, like, did, did they like let you check out the kitchen and then, you know, the lady or whatever showed yeah. you. And then you're like, oh, sweet. And then they were like, oh, no, just kidding. Well, it, it wasn't really pre-discussed with them. It was more of like, okay. we knew of the space and I had
0: a great relationship with my pastor and I was just kind of like naive and was like, yeah, he'll let us use it. Yeah. Went to him about, it. he loved the idea, but then he took it to his board and they're like, yeah, this is a liability, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I just don't they're think- They're like, they look at everything you can't use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for me, when, when when I got that no, or when that didn't happen- I, I, I was looking, you know, I, I was looking too almost too big. And I think this is probably the only time you ever hear me say this, but I was starting this company and I was just like, okay, okay. Where can we go plan ourselves to be this massive name and, and to, to make a name for ourselves? where I just had to stop and said, Josh, slow down, go get your ass in your apartment and, and prove to yourself that a, you can fucking do this. Mm, yep. Right. Prove to yourself that you can yeah. do this and that you don't, you don't need all the fancy stuff that you can create the systems, right? Slow, slow the fuck down and, and, yeah. and create a solid foundation. And so for me, it was like, okay, let's, let's slow down instead of just trying to bite off more than we can chew and, and figure out what this, you know, figure out what, what is even possible. But for me, what was like the resounding, like you need to like do this and, and trust in your purpose. It was, it was the confidence that truly that I felt within myself. And, and I knew that I was always destined for more. And I knew something about me. The one thing that I did not love about pursuing law enforcement is there's a, there's a ceiling over my head. And I'm the type of guy who's like, don't put a fucking ceiling over my head because like, I, I I know I'm going to exceed through it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that was the, the attraction to entrepreneurship for me is because I know every room that I step in, I'm going to be the hardest working motherfucker in that room. And and that was my thing. It was just like, I don't want to limit myself
1: out, out the gate. And this was when I was what, 23, 24 years old. Which when we're 23, 24, we know everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought my shit didn't stink. <laughs> yeah. And at yeah. 29, I, oh, man, yeah. I really, <laughs> i think it gets really forced. perfect. <laughs> yeah. So basically the doubts crept in is what you're saying, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's all aligning, you know, thank you, God. And mm-hmm. it's all perfect. And then it was like, eh, just kidding. Yeah. But the biggest thing is you knew. Correct. And you got that validated. It, it was so now what? It wasn't that I, I
0: didn't know if if I should do this or not. I had that confidence. It was more so. now it's, Josh, it's your turn to figure, figure it the fuck out. Like, God's not going to be like, you should do this. And this is how you do it. Right. It's, it, you know, it's, I believe I'm a, I, I, if you, anybody that follows me, I'm a, I speak a lot on, you know, figure out what your passions are. And I promise you, your purpose is going to fall in line with that. Right. And so I, I knew where my passions were. And my passions is not even about food, believe it or not. My passions is about relationships connections and helping others right like i said you guys just heard me say that we don't sell a sell a product we sell a feeling right and and anybody that experiences with our company uh, they get a handwritten note and, and every order that they get um, we do like i name another company that does follow-up calls i mean we call our customers every freaking month um just to touch in with them and it's again it's 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 it's, a, it's much bigger than us just here offering meal prep Um, we're we're here to change the game because there's so many, there are so many great companies out there, but they're so focused on just the product that they're offering. And don't get me wrong. I believe our products is best to none. Like there is not a better product out there. hundred percent gluten-free. We source 90% of our products from local farms. You won't find a higher quality product truly. But at the end of the day, the people is what matter. And that's what we are here to do as a company is have a, a ripple effect on our people that we come in contact with.
1: Yeah. And one thing I'm hearing too, and this was even conversation we had offline is like, uh, and one thing that I have personally leaned into a lot is like, I, that's great if other people have podcast shows, that's great if other people are in my business, great, we can all win, but like, I don't even care. Like right. I'm focused on my show, Absolutely. I'm focused on my business. Yep. Yep. So that's yep. what I'm hearing in your story as well is yep. like, well, whether they care if it's cooked in the church or whether it's right. the food is prepped in my, my apartment when I'm getting started, or whether they care that I am faith based. I'm just worried about me. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And, I'll, and, I'll, and we tell people all that all the time, like anybody
0: that works here, any any consumers, like it's not our job to throw our, our beliefs or my beliefs down anyone's throat. That's not what we do. You know, I tell people here all the time that, that work for this company, you do not have to be a believer. But one thing, you know, part of our core values, you know, compassion is one of our core values. You don't have to be a, a believer or a Christian to walk every day in this life with compassion in your heart right? There's, there's, there are a lot of people out in this life that are in their egos and they're, they're in it for themselves. And, you know, just at the end of the day, I want to walk away from every experience and encounter that I have with someone. And, and that person be like, man, there was something different about that individual. Mm -hmm. man that person made me feel different than the guy before. Right. Just that level of love and compassion. Nowadays, we don't take the time to listen. We don't take the time to, to, encourage or motivate others. Cause we're so focused and worried about ourselves. We're so focused on what we're posting, how many views or likes we're getting, how many reels we should create. Like, instead of like, when you come in contact with someone and you make them feel heard, you make them feel loved. I tell you what, there is not a better feeling. I don't care if a post blows up and gets 10,000 likes. I would so much rather walk away from an experience with an individual making them be like, damn, that individual made me feel heard. They, they made me feel loved.
1: Well, it's also a relief as well. Yeah. It's also a relief because people are so consumed in themselves yeah. that it's actually a relief to know that whether whatever your passion is or whatever you want to do, whether it's start a business or invest, get a job, whatever it may be, uh, people are so invested in themselves that like it's a relief because you're like, oh, they don't even care because they're right. not even paying attention. Yeah. You think they are. Right. But, yeah, they're really but they're really not, but they're not, they can't wait to say what they want to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? And that, that's why I love the show. Cause it yeah. forces you to be patient, put the phone yeah. away, yep. actually listening. I'm like, oh, I want to say something you better <laughs> fucking hurry up. I want to interrupt. Yeah. And sometimes you should, right. Yeah. Share a little bit more of like the nuances with, you know, how did you fund the business? Yeah. Uh, what are some like little, you know, I guess you could say like hacks that you've learned along the, along the way. That's like, man, I learned about this and I learned about that. This shit, they don't teach you at all in terms of how to start and scale a business. Yeah. But even when you are starting and scaling a business, like I wish I would have done that from day one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I started the the business with, with a, a $30,000 line of credit and that was it. Um, and to this day, there has been no investors um, haven't taken out any. Well, we did take a lot out of the loan for the new headquarters, of course, but Um, To this day, it's been, you know, i truly off of blood, sweat and tears. And, you know, I'm going to contradict myself on that. Number one being like, I, there's part of me that wouldn't change that um, because at that time, so many of these companies, especially on the topic of meal prep, they, they scale, scale, scale and grow, grow, grow. And their processes either fall short, they break down or they're not sustainable. Actually fun fact, a, an account here in Columbus, it's called only in CBUS. It's a rather large account. And he actually just went live on his page, uh, an experience that he had with a company called Factor. Um, fun fact too, I've all, I've actually always spoke very highly of Factor and, uh, and I've never really had, you know, I've always looked up to them as a company and, and, and truly to this day, I still do. Um, but this, this individual posted. Um, oh,
1: fuck them. Fuck Factor. <laughs> there yes. it is. Let them know. <laughs> um, Tim, Tim, right. Uh, on only in bus, Yeah. Tim was on the show. Okay, so did context, you have him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was his name, Tim. Okay, perfect. I actually haven't met the guy yet. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm interrupting you with that because, uh, you know, Tim created an Instagram account that uh, shares only things happening in Bus, yep. which is like one of those many hacks when it comes to getting attention and building a brand yep. and blah, blah, blah. But he had posted on a story, basically a bad experience mm-hmm. to hundreds of thousands of followers, yep. very niche down in Columbus that yep. this meal prep company did not essentially fulfill. Correct. Yeah. He didn't get his money back and they couldn't get him his meals. And
0: a- after doing some research, I figured out that this was kind of happening a lot with this company. So I, you know, what coming back to my point is number one, you know, part of me wishes that, yeah, I went and seeked investors and, and you know, had all this capital to, to, to grow this company because we're, we're five years in and we're still only centralized to Ohio and, and others, you know, there's other meal prep companies that have been around for two or three years and they're already nationwide. And you know they might be making a little bit more on the dollar than us right now, but I can promise you, the foundation that we have created, the systems that we have put into place, the processes that we have created, when we hit that scale button sometime this year in 2024, as we step into our new space, we're going to be untouchable because our systems have been so perfected that nothing is going to break. And so part of me is like, yeah, looking back, ah, I wish I would have you know hurried this up along, but. And the flip side of things, I'm like, no, like truly, you know, people hear five years in business are like, oh, wow, that's great. You hear 10 years in business. Oh, wow. You guys have been around for a minute. That is so minute, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're we're babies right now. We're babies. So, you know, perfecting that foundation in any business. And we talked about processes before this is the name of the game. And I'm so happy that we took the time that we we have to put those into place and and not even just
1: processes, people. Yeah. I want to talk on that, but Speak for yourself. My lower back was sore this morning. I don't know if I'm a baby. I'm feeling fucking old these days. Getting old. I feel that. <laughs> But I think I would argue to say, that, like you said that when you open the headquarters, nothing's going to break. No, there's going to be shit that breaks. <laughs> you want things to break. Correct. Right? Like you yeah. want things to break, but it's breaking in the direction that you yep. want to go. New problems. And again, it's not to say whatever somebody else's business model works or not. And something that immediately comes to mind, my buddy owns or he owned and ended up exiting from uh, snap fitness years ago. Okay. And kind of sim- similar model, right? Like, Oh, everyone went to commercial style gyms. And then it went to like, Oh wait, some local people own some gyms. Yeah. Then it turns into, wait, people just want to like pop in and out, get a quick workout. And that's what he recognized. Cause he was a, a businessman. He was yeah. traveling a lot. He's like, man, the the hotel gym just doesn't have quite enough, but I also don't want to go to like LA fitness. I don't want to go to a big commercial gym He's mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah. So that was his model. I'm not saying that's necessarily your model. It's just in the meal prep space, what you've recognized early on is like, oh, that model works for them. They're the commercial or they're the planet fitness or they're the the local gym or whatever it may be. So whether you do scale nationwide, global, great. Or whether you just go, nope, I just want to dominate central Mm -hmm. Ohio and I want it to be the best product. I want to have the best clients because I know that other things have happened as a result Of you building visionary meals that's led to other business ventures that we'll get to in a moment. But before we get to that topic, I am curious because you have uh, Alexis behind the camera here. Shout out to her and I think she's recording right now. Let's go. <laughs> what let's Lex, go. What Lex. Is uh it's tough. You know, it's tough to to build the systems, the processes, and be in business, but by far, what is the hardest thing to do in business is to find and develop people. So how did you uh, how have you done that? Yeah, that's,
0: that's, I think that's the name of the game. And that's honestly, it's one of the hardest things about any business and just a fun fact for you for, um, any industry. So the, the turnover rate for any, most industries out there, um, is about 40% in the restaurant industry. It's about 70%. So not only finding good people, but keeping good people. Right. Um, and that is something that, I mean, I've been through hell and back (laughs) seriously. Uh, and and establishing, creating the team, you know, to the point that we have today. But I have, we have the most amazing team out there and truly like, I love my people probably more than I love myself. Um, They are just the most hardworking, loving, compassionate, like they have stepped inside this business plan of mine and found a way to make it their own. And I think that's what truly makes any successful business out there is when you can bring people inside of something that you have created and find a way for them to make it their own. And each individual part of this company has done that. And what's unique about our business, uh, we are a very, very young company. My head chef is 21 years old, 21 years old. And she leads that kitchen like she's been doing it for a lifetime. Uh, one of the hardest workers I have ever met. Um, I, don't have, I don't have someone over the age of myself. Um, truly, we're a young company. I'm 29 years old and watching these people give the level of love and passion that they bring to the table every day, it leaves me in awe. And, and, and so many people, Josh, your business is doing so good. Josh, this, Josh, that. I'm like, no, it's not about me. And I asked my team, they're like, Josh, what if you do this? I am like, what if we do this? right? Always redirecting it back to us because it's not, it's, it's not my company anymore. It's our company. And it is one of the hardest things to create that team. But when you find those people, you'll do
1: anything and everything to keep them. And usually in finding the people, it's what I've learned over the years is like having those non-negotiables. Yeah. Right. It's like someone that you may not like. It's like, well, you're, uh, I mean, shoot to bring up, religion, something as, yeah. as a uh, big of a topic like that. It's like, well, you're atheist. We don't align, you know, I'm Christian. So like, we're just going to have, I just don't want to maybe have those people in my environment. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. as an example here. Yeah. Right. Do you have like some non-negotiables in terms of like, not like I have the perfect process for finding the people. It's like, I have the perfect process of figuring out who I, who I don't want working yeah. with us. Um, And then also in that same question, I'm curious on culture. Cause I believe that when it comes to building a team, culture is everything. So are there like cool things that you guys do that you found to be helpful over the years? Non-negotiable. If anybody that knows me, um,
0: everything that I do in this life, I do it with a high level of competition. So I would say every individual that works for us as a company, I mean, we just created our core values as a company just here recently. And we're five years in. And I, and I told my team the other day, you know, I know we're just creating these core values and, you know, most people will do that year one or year two. And I was just like, never then did we have a core group of people. We have Mm -hmm. created a core group of people. So one of our our leading core values is to compete. And and so, and and when we hire or when we fire someone, we hire or fire them around our core values. Um, They have to align, uh, compete, compassion, integrity. Um, We have a total of eight of them. And so I would say the, the foundation to our people is the level of competition that they bring. They, they walk inside that, that, that establishment every single day because they want to be the best that they can be. It's not a, necessarily a competition with one another, but it's a competition within themselves. And they bring that every day to the game. Um, and you had a follow-up question on that too. What do you remember what that, that was? Do you hire liberals? (laughs) Absolutely not. No,
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. But no, just like building culture. Right. So like, I I understand what you're saying, compete. And uh, because I do want to touch a little bit more on the business model and hearing like for the listener listening in, like, okay, if I would, I think there's some tactical things that you can share for any, any business owner. Like I view your business almost as a sense of like ATMs right? Like how do we go get that location where we can put the ATM of our meal prep service and you're servicing that business owner. Correct. Yeah. But then also the individuals that are going into that business. Correct. Yeah. So that's how I kind of like my brain thinks about whole selling point. Truly. And then, so are you creating like, you know, KPIs, key performance indicators Mm -hmm. that say that, okay, uh, John Smith on the team, he manages this location, you have 21 locations. Yeah. So 21, 21 locations, uh, you know, John manages four. And are you tracking John's relationship to make sure that we are getting X amount of orders? He's doing follow-up with that individual. He's getting referrals from that individual. Yeah. Cause you know, Columbus is a big, small city, right? Yep. Like yes. this is the perfect way to put it. Nick's yeah. Small. Yep. <laughs> so the person that owns this business, they probably other, they, they probably own other storefronts or they probably know other, uh, business owners that I might be able to do yeah. partnerships with. So are you, um, we'll come back to culture, but I'm curious on like yeah. the compete side, like how are you putting measurable things in place where they're like, oh yeah, this is not a job. It can be a career mm-hmm. because if I can compete with myself yeah. and nurture these relationships and grow the business, be an intrapreneur, mm-hmm. while you're focused on being the entrepreneur, then I know that my life will get better here and I'll make more money. Right. Yeah, KPIs is actually something we recently, um, as a
0: company, have been diving a little bit deeper into, and and just to be completely transparent with you, you know, it's something that we don't fully measure yet. Uh, at least all the KPIs that we should be measuring. but you're not perfect. We are the farthest. Come thing on, perfect. man. I know, right? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm perfect on Instagram. Come on, <laughs> yeah, it looks Come that on, way. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Um, but you know, and so. Real quick too, I, and not to go too deep into these, but I, I work for a few other companies just as some high side hustles that are commission-based. And, you know, one thing that I, I always kind of am looking to find ways to make meal prep some type of commission-based model, because there's, there's no, there's no other way to better way to compete than, you know, when there's like a, a level of commission, right? Yeah. Um, and it just makes sense. And, and I had the opportunity to be in one of the, the leading sales reps in the roofing industry um, not not only in the state of Ohio but the country this past year, and getting getting ready to step inside of another avenue there. But um, to answer your question, you know KP- KPIs need to be measured in, in every business model itself. But um, you know, on the level of competing, you know, we don't truly have any like indicators that we measure right this second when it comes to to sales and stuff like that. But it's it's an area that we are we're currently getting ready to dive into. Are you securing a lot of the relationships? The twenty 21- one have came probably directly from you. Mostly from me. Now, with that being said, you know, I have the, oppor- I've had the opportunity to leave a resounding impact on a lot of these business owners. And, you know, because of these relationships that have had these ripple effects, it's turned into partnerships with Mercedes-Benz. It's turned into partnerships with the Ohio State Athletics Department. We serve them meals every month. It's turned into partnerships with Ease Logistics, a massive logistics company out there. Um, and we, we've partnered with a lot of the NFL guys and stuff like that. So, talk about like relationships and creating these relationships. So for example, Grandview Pro Fitness here in Grandview, uh, Sean, the owner there, uh, you know, that started out with just a relationship between Sean and I and Grandview Pro Fitness. Well, recently the armory and massive gym here in Columbus just opened up and we, he came to us first about the opportunity to create a cafe inside the space that we're going to be doing phase two of this establishment. So yeah, we're very, very excited about that. So, um, yeah, for me, I've always been a big relationship guy and actually, you know, a good point in any, in term of business, it's, you know, delegation, 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 right? I have always delegated things either that I'm not good at or things that I don't want to do. Relationships is what I'm good at. Relationships is what I want to do. I haven't really needed to de- delegate it yet.
1: Yeah. I would challenge you in that process, especially yeah. as you guys are expanding is like how, how you can incentivize your team. Cause there's people that are probably phenomenal at relationships as well. Absolutely. Within the organization. And again, one thing I've learned as well, is like, well, if, cause as a, as a founder, as a business owner, we're always the best. Right? Like, <laughs> we, you know, we think we, we are. Yeah. better than me. <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of times it is true, but where you have to just kind of like let go uh, as you're automating, as you're delegating, yeah. as you're growing and scaling. Some things maybe you'd never let go because you're like, hey, you know what? I don't want the business. I don't want the relationship. I don't want the product. I don't want the service to be affected at all. Right, But if- Somebody in your team maybe can go secure another location. Absolutely. Maybe they can, uh, you know, do that at an 80% versus 100% of what you can do, you know, still makes sense. And you're incentivizing them to say, hey, look, I'm handing some of these accounts over to you, right? It's like the roofing business. You know, hey, we have these relationships built. Um, It's, it's, you know, like the insurance. We'll get into that because I know (laughs) you're you're diving into some life insurance as well. Hey, here's your book of business, essentially. Yeah. Right. Visionary Meals is a corporation, but then you have the sales reps and you have the individuals that Correct. have the book of business and, you know, you're coaching them at a high level. Yeah. So I would challenge you in that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, kind of consider that. And especially like kind of going B2B, uh, which is what you've already done, but even bigger B2B, meaning, oh wait, we can work with like big companies in town that have maybe hundreds of employees, yeah. thousands of employees. and Maybe they'll sign up on a monthly plan, they just pay X amount or a yearly plan. So that's so why I like doing this. Just thinking yeah. out loud. Talk no, out I love loud. it. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. And,
0: and, and on that, yeah, definitely any opportunity that I get for these individuals to come with me to watch how I interact with these business owners, I take it. Yeah. I mean, like like you already said, Lex is in the room. She's been to probably do a hundred of these meetings with me. Um, Lex actually, she's yawning over this. Yeah, there, sorry. Uh, we've heard this. Right? <laughs> Lex actually used for used to work for a big corporate company uh, called Crunch Fitness in the fitness space, mm. and uh, we've been working on a long, long time with them to try to make this partnership happen. And yeah. and it's one of those things. Since she already has those relationships, I said, go do it. I said, go yeah. go make it happen. Go make it happen.
1: Because that that's where I challenge you. Like you're not going to ex- you you won't close that. She will. Correct. You know, and it's Correct. like great. Yeah. You manage it. Yeah. And you can, in a sense, it's like you're allowing your team members to create a business within the business. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, and that's how usually most, most businesses are, you know, like I was in the mortgage industry, but you work for a big company, but then there's usually like a branch manager yep. and you're a licensed loan officer. And then you can maybe have your branch one day, but in reality, it's like you're, uh, which is good and bad for some people, right? Like some people like that. Some people don't, but it's a sense of like you're operating as a CEO versus yep. more like a hustler. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, absolutely.
0: I mean, I mean, you. everyone's heard it on the show, I'm sure before yeah, learning to, to work on your business and not in the business, of course, is is obviously the key thing. So, yeah, but it's,
1: but it's tough. Good I mean, luck. it's,
0: it's, it's so hard. Well, so you
1: guys got to figure it out. Let me know. <laughs> I know tell, right? me, <laughs> tell me the secret. Oh man. But yeah, let's talk about the, uh, cause obviously you could scale nationwide. You could scale and have every single spot in Columbus, Ohio, yeah. uh, and Ohio, like, Maybe that is still the vision. Maybe you have no sign of slowing down. I'm getting the hint that that's the case. That you're you're not wanting to slow down, no. but you do have these other things going on, right? Everyone says the niche down to focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sometimes I disagree. But you had mentioned that you are in the roofing business, yeah. Um, and then also you're looking to dive into some life insurance as well. Yeah. Um, just to kind of touch a little bit on that, and you know, a lot of people,
0: a lot of people come to me, Josh. How do you do it all? And and coming back to my team. my, I I can do everything that I do because the amazing team that I've put into place and, and, and why Josh, they're like, why do you do all that? Why don't you just focus on one thing? Well, I've never taken on an investor. um, And so everything has truly been built on blood, sweat, and tears. It's built on our capital. And I truly, although I could pay myself more, I I don't really pay myself anything from visionary meals. Five years in, I haven't actually taken one penny and some people are going to throw shit at me for that. Um, But there's a reason why I haven't done that yet. A, I don't need to. Number one, my goal is to pay my people a certain level of salary that I want to pay them. I want to take care of my people first. Um, I want to invest money back into the company, but because I have built these systems and people put into place that they are, it has allowed me, you know, I've always built this company on the whole hit by a bus theory. If Josh gets hit by a bus tomorrow, is the, is the company still operational and 100% the company is to this day, 100% operational. If Josh gets hit by a bus tomorrow. And so I technically I don't need to be there every day, um, although I am there most days because I, I love it and, and I'm growing and we're, we're creating culture and, you know, creating the vision, all the whole nine yards. I don't need there to need to be there every day. So it has allowed me to step inside other avenues to a take care of myself. Um, and, and that's simply what I do. You know, most capital goes back to the company or goes back to my people. Like I said, we we just broke ground on a 7,000 foot square, uh, you know, new headquarters. And a lot of that was from capital that we raised ourselves. Um, so yeah, I stepped foot inside. Uh, I had an opportunity to come up inside the roofing industry. I work uh, with division one roofing as our lead project manager, and it's basically sales and, and you know, The reason I do that is a, to support myself. And I have been fortunate enough to have a level of success that not only has it supported me, but it's supported me and some, and my Mm. company. And, you know, I've been able to flush even more capital into my company from the success that I've had from the industry. And then you guys heard Tyler bring up the life insurance thing. And, you know, they're like, okay, Josh, like, whoa, what's going on? Why you got so many things going on. I recently had the opportunity of life insurance come my way from actually a roofing client of mine. I served him, got his roof fully, you know, proof paid through through his insurance, la-di-da-di-da. And he goes, damn, dude, he's like, you remind me of my top guy, uh, you know, within my organization. And next thing I know, he he partnered me, he he sent me to his business partner. They gave me the pitch and, you know, I'm starting to chomp at the bit. And the reason I'm entertaining now life insurance roofing and on top of visionary is for me, roofing is a tool, right? It is a vehicle that I'm in. To create what my true purpose and passion is, which is visionary meals. You know, I I'm not necessarily passionate about roofing, right? I, I love it. I, I've enjoyed it. I'm, I've had. I've been fortunate enough to be good at it. But that's not the. That's not what you say when you're trying to close someone. Oh no, no, I'm, like, no. super passionate. I love shingles. They get me off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um. But now, where life insurance comes up, I am currently at this crossroad where, since roofing is a tool, since it is a vehicle to me. And now there's life insurance. I am exploring the avenue of life insurance because if I'm going to have a tool in my hand, I want to make sure I have the sharpest tool in the shed. So if the time, effort, and energy that I'm putting into roofing can equal in the same time, effort, and energy into life insurance, but the ceiling is much, much higher, I will eventually walk away from the roofing industry and use life insurance to support myself regarding that.
1: And how do you do all this? Like what's, uh, yeah, how not not do you do it? Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, time? like
0: my work-life balance sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I'll be completely transparent with you. But again, the people, the amazing team that I have in place, I mean, they truly allow me to, to, to do what I do. And I'm transparent with them all the time. And I truly believe this authentically. Like, I, you know, there will be a day that I don't have to do that stuff. There's other businesses that I want to start that I'm, I, I'm not even going to say on air. But, you know, I, how do I do it is the people that I've put into place. And like I said, uh, you know, I work harder than anybody that I've ever met, truly. Um, and, and they they, they, do equal out to some long days, but uh, a lot of times people would be like, man, is this really worth it? Every single day that I end, I'm able to look at that day and I'm like, yeah, this is worth it. This is why I do it. You know, I get to, I get to see the fruit of my labor. I, I get to see the impact that we are having. And it just, every day I wake up, I'm just, I can't fucking wait to get to work, man.
1: What do you think you need to uh, delegate right now? Like wh- what's like a roadblock for you right now? Man, I don't know, man. That's a good question.
0: I would say 2023 was a year of delegation for me. Um, yeah. Uh, I
1: would I would say, you know- Why as, would you not go get new accounts? Why would you not go get more locations? We are. Yeah, we okay. are. So we're getting ready to expand to the Cincinnati and Cleveland market. Um, oh, nice. We,
0: we've got a, a brand new state-of-the-art website getting ready to get launched. Uh, I got a developer full-time on staff that is one of the best coders I've ever met, truly. Um, and on our website is is going to be next to none. I mean- the the big names out there factor icon trifecta like we're about to blow all of them out of the water Uh um so yeah (laughs) you Uh heard me (laughs) we're coming we're coming Uh coming. actually we're we're here already (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right um, and, and it's funny because it, every once in a while I'll see those companies that view our stories on
1: Instagram. I'm like, I know you motherfuckers know where you here. don't follow, but you watch it. <laughs> yeah, you're keeping an There's eye There's a lot of those people in life. Oh, brother, yeah, you're I watching. i got them all. <laughs> you're watching all. to the all for nothing podcast. I know you're yeah, listening. I know you hear me. <laughs> I got your IP address. Yeah. Don't you
0: worry, <laughs> motherfucker.
1: I got people. Yeah. yeah. So how, how do you, um. Do you work with like influencers and stuff? Like you do like influencer marketing? Yep. Yeah. We got a whole affiliate program.
0: Um, we're, I've, I've worked, we've worked with Chase Young. We've worked with a lot of high State guys. Um, you still with, working with Chase? Not right now. No, because we can't get him meals, obviously. Uh, so yeah, we're seeing, um, well, Redskins now. the uh, Niners. Niners yeah, oh,
1: yeah, we yeah. see the Niners now. Yeah. Chase. Um, yeah. Big, Figure it out, dude. Yeah, come on,
0: Chase. <laughs> uh, we work work with some uh, some Bengals guys, but yeah, we have an affiliate program. We work with athletes um the whole yards. We're also the official meal prep of the honor classic. I should, should totally touch
1: on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, did you text me that? <laughs> yeah. Talk about <laughs> yeah, make sure you name drop that.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's it's important to know because for context of the listener, uh Ohio is the, specifically Columbus, from my understanding, it's the number one test market for food. Yeah. You know, you have a billionaire, Cameron Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a a savage when it comes to business. And being in the restaurant space alone, the likelihood of failing is very high. Very high. But to be able to grow into a billion-dollar business, much respect to Cameron. Got to find a way to get him on. But that is what you're up against. And you know that. And also in Columbus, we have the Arnold Classic you have a, uh, an ecosystem of people that enjoy bodybuilding. Westside Barbell. we also partner little, with them. Shout out to Westside Barbell. Shout out, Tom. I don't even know if I could hold their bags, the people that lift there. <laughs> I don't know if I can even do that. Right. It's <laughs> a different breed of, of people. Yeah. But how, how have you kind of navigated those waters in terms of uh, knowing the food industry in Columbus and the competition, uh, the level of- athletes here, Ohio State University athletes there. How have you navigated that?
0: Yeah, great question because you, you just heard it. You know, it's Columbus is a hub for figuring out what is going to be good for the market. And Cameron Mitchell, there are, there, you know, anybody that is from Columbus knows we got some bomb ass restaurants here. And I, truly the, the, the biggest navigation behind that is they have set the bar, right? And just because we're a quote unquote healthy meal prep company doesn't mean why can't we reach some of the standards that they put out there? So they have set the bar, and, and you know our product. I truly believe, especially for a microwavable product, there are some restaurants that I think our products literally could sit next to these these freshly made restaurants. Seriously, they have set the name, bar. Name some of them. <laughs> name some of them. Like any Cameron Mitchell? Come on now. <laughs> Except their steaks, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to compete with. Um, But for real, like they they have set the bar and. um, and then Tyler, I'm going to get you some meals here, here shortly. And, and, and you've experienced with some other meal prep companies and there's no doubt in my mind, you're going to be like, damn, that's the best product I've ever had from a meal prep company. No
1: doubt in my mind. Let's go. How do you not work with some of these people still? Is it logistics getting stuff out to like, you know, you use chase young NFL player. Now uh, I'm assuming you gave him meals when he was at Ohio state. Yep. Is it just logistics? getting them their meals like where they're at now. So yeah. Yeah, Keeping it like frozen.
0: Yeah. The reason we, we only currently serve central Ohio. I mean, uh, we're.
1: It's a shipping cost, right? Exactly. Shipping, vacuum
0: seal. We got to vacuum seal, the products, the current space that we're in, we literally can't afford to grow in the space that we're in now. That's, I mean, the whole reason for the new space. Um, So, um, you know we we couldn't not afford to grow. So it's it's one of those things. that's, again we want to it the second that we because you uh, in a in a business
1: like this a lot of times you get one shot. You get one shot with a consumer that makes sense. Instead of going that route first, duh, that's exactly the opposite route. It was like hey, let's go two locations, the gyms mm-hmm. first, and we'll have like the fridge set up. We'll make yep. the meals. We'll drop it off for the clients that are here. They yep. pick it up. They know when yep. to pick it up. They can order through the app. They can order through the yep. website. But that's, that's exactly the model. Whereas that's what you're going to be potentially expanding and or expanding to now. One, we're going to go to Cincinnati. We're going to go to Cleveland. We're going to do copy and paste there because the model works. Correct. We're going to go to those local gyms, those local restaurants. or nope. uh, well, maybe not restaurants, but businesses mm-hmm. uh, and, and secure those relationships and those deals. And in those markets that have influencers there, you can partner with them as well. Correct. Yeah. Are you partnering with any of the athletes for NIL? Yeah, so recently, yeah, I
0: mean, we recently just signed on a girl that transferred from Iowa State uh, to Ohio State, runs track. Um, so, yeah, nice. we're starting to get to, into the NIL deals, which is, which is fun and interesting. It's a whole new world.
1: There we there go. go. Tell Ryan Day, dude, you got to figure it the fuck out. <laughs> Eat some of these meals, buddy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Visualize the next step literally, here. Literally. Do something different. <laughs> what, what would you say is like the next thing? Because one thing you said that I actually really, really, really liked was slow down. Uh, March of last year, I tore my Achilles and it was the ultimate symbolic thing that I needed to unfortunately endure. Sure. Again, I'm built like a, a box of milk, a bag of <laughs> milk, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but Hey man, I can handle a lot. And, um, I had the, I had the world on my shoulders, right? Like businesses and, uh, stems from my background of ultra marathons. Right, okay. I was running the ultra marathons before David Goggins made it made it cool, you know. Yeah. But this that's kind of the first David Goggins. He, yeah, he, I'm you the guys first. He, he learned everything from me. <laughs> he right. lived with me. Then he went and lived with Jesse Itzler. <laughs> Careful, he's about to kick down that door. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's kind of my motto. Uh, I call it like the one mile loop, uh, and that's where oh, yeah. one of those kind of breakthrough stories for me was at Ohio State. I went there and uh, around the oval there was a race uh, one day for the KIA. So for 24 hours you run, yeah. you surround the fucking oval and there's 150 people that started the race. And there was only maybe seven, eight, nine of us that finished the race. Really? And so I think most people just don't finish the race, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and shit, that's, that's life right there, man. Finish the you, fucking race. <laughs> yeah. And I'm all about adapting and changing, you know, quit the job, change a business model, mm-hmm. all that, but it's probably cause you're running somebody else's race. Mm-hmm. But I say all this because I got that endurance, man. Like how far do you want to go? Yeah. Cool. Let's triple it. Yeah. Then when we get there. Let's double it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but there comes a time where what got you here is not going to get you there. And then your Achilles is literally going to tear. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. the story behind Achilles is I'm yeah. going to come take your land if I want it. Yeah. And there's nothing you're going to do about Correct. it. Yeah. So, and until the arrow goes into your Achilles, the most vulnerable <laughs> place of your body, or at least one of them, yeah. good luck. Right. Yeah. So unfortunately I needed to learn that way. Cause I have that like fire I have yeah. that like, how long are we going for? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. But what got me here is not going to get me there. So I have instilled the slow down. Yeah. I've instilled the, when you came in here, what exactly did you do Tyler? I don't fucking, I'm still figuring it out, yeah. bro. <laughs> All right. But for me, it was a podcast. Like I just need to build the platform. Yeah. I need to build the relationships. I need to get back to being me. Yeah. Make sure I'm going in the right direction mm-hmm. instead of going really fast in the wrong direction. So I really, I really resonate with slowing down, Absolutely, right? Like people need to slow down because again, it's way better to go in the right direction, quote unquote, slow. And then one day you'll be like, I'm actually going really fast yeah. uh, versus going really fast in the wrong direction. Yeah. So uh, what would you say is kind of like one of your mottos, right? My motto, like I said, is like the one mile loop. It's the mental motto. It's, you know, the endurance is playing the long game yeah. uh, and getting back to that yeah. for me having fun with it. Yeah. Having fun with it. Cause it can start getting real loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What would you say is like one of your mottos that you're about? Well, I
0: got, I definitely got to touch on slowing down because it's funny all of 2023, our company slogan for that year was move faster uh, because everything, you know, we, we, where we were at in the company, we, you know, we we knew where we were, we were wanting to go. And we're like, Hey, in order to get there this year, we got to move as fast as we can. And that mm-hmm. was building the new headquarters, the new website, X, Y, and Z. Um, this year our, our slogan like, "Fuck your slogan, Tyler." That's horrible. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, because I always joked. You know, halfway through the year, I was like, "Okay, guys, next year our slogan is going to be slow sl- slow down." Right? This year it's you know chop wood, haul water. But uh, to answer your to answer your question, um, again, I'm going to I'm going to come back to competing. Uh, my my you know any anybody you know I put it on my story all the time. Compete, 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 in everything that you do, because. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Like I said, I, I one of the leading top guys in the roofing industry. If I'm going to put my name on it, I'm going to do it to be the best, and I'm going to compete at at a, such a high level with myself to to find. To, and again, it's not a necessarily a competition necessarily against anyone else. It's against myself. It's it's you versus me, or it's you versus you, right? You know, okay. looking yourself in the mirror and say, okay, you know, one percent better every day. We've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just bringing a level of competition and 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 again, I want to I want to touch on, on on a point though for us all, you know, a lot of business owners are out there like tough, hard ass, like motherfuckers, like, like grind, 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 which I'm all about, right? Grind, you know, work hard. But one thing that I'm trying to instill in the entrepreneurial industry is, yeah, you can compete, you can work hard and you can grind, but coming back to how are you making the individuals feel that you come in contact with and what, instead of like leaving everyone with this like motivating factor of competing or working hard, leaving people with like, man, I want to treat people differently. You know, I want to love people differently. And that's one thing that I try to instill into my people every day. I don't care what we're doing guys, whether it's your coworker or whether it's the people that you come in contact with, what kind of love, compassion, and empathy are you showing them that you are expected to show in this world, because I truly believe, I don't care what you accomplish in this life. I don't care how much money you have to your name. It's At the end of the day, it's how you're going to make the people feel that you come in contact with.
1: Yeah. You don't have an HR department yet. Right. So you're like, how can I love <laughs> and feel my, uh, my, I'm
0: joking. Just yeah, right? a joke. No, here, yeah. Just we do have
1: HR. <laughs> how do I make you feel? Sexual. Uh, okay. okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Jerry likes that. He's a big fan of that. <laughs> it is true. Right. Cause it's like, it's, uh, you know, there, there's no emotions in business. Right. There's no emotions in investing. And it's like, no, that's actually what makes humans, humans. That's the most beautiful part about humans is yeah. we do have emotions. Yeah. And guess what? Saying that, oh, there's no emotions is an emotion. It's fear. You're trying to like instill fear. Yeah. So most of the time, if not every time fear works, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the COVID mask, uh, you're going to die yeah. unless you get the shots and you get the boosters, but then uh, you got to still wear the mask and then it's the <laughs> next thing, right? So it's fear, right? But it's, it's fear of, uh, for you, I can see is like making the biggest impact, uh, and doing that by leading your team, by leading yourself and being faith driven. I want to talk a little bit about faith. Have you always been, uh, are you Christian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't like
0: the word religion, uh, but yes. I, Why is faith, that? Faith. Religions are organized, you know. Religions, right? I uh, know. I believe in faith and relationship, right? Building I like relationships. Cult instead. <laughs> yeah, Call instead. Yeah, yeah. Religions are cults. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like cults. <laughs> yeah, no. At the end of the day, we, we. I mean, before. The- Can you imagine, by the way, having a cult? <laughs> That'd be fucking wild. That'd be kind of dope. I'm trying to build one right now. <laughs> no, it was- you just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, people say visionary were a cult, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, like religion goes. I tr- personally, I try to be a little careful with like saying religions uh well, first off i don't give a fuck because i i'm gonna look back at every episode and be like why did i say that <laughs> and trust me every episode i go yeah why did i say that <laughs> but uh anyways back to like you know your faith and whatnot have you did you grow up that way i
0: did i did grow up that way i was fortunate enough to grow up and you know my my parents are fantastic they i grew up on a farm you know bailing hay you know talk about hard work that was that was instilled in me um, you know, just learning how to treat You're people. Like, Lord, like, you do exist. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the devil does exist. I got to scoop up shit and bill. <laughs> hey, you fuck this, is, yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I did grow up that way. And and there was part, there was points in my life where I, you know, straight away from, you know, my relationship with Christ, but it's, it's truly. Talk, talk on that. Actually. I'm curious yeah,
1: if you. Yeah. Questioned I mean, it.
0: there, I definitely always, I, I have questions today. I, you know, I ask questions every day and, and I think that's, that's what having faith is, is questioning it. and, is trying to understand it more. If you're not questioning it, then like, I mean, I, I just, I don't, I think you, the day you stop learning is the day you die. Right. Um, and so for me, there, there, there were times that I I would question my faith. There were there times where I just, I wouldn't be following what's, you know, the true principles and moralities of, you know, what it means to live a Christian life. And, and I still don't, I still fall short to it every single day, but that's what makes us human. That's why Christ died on the cross for us. But, I would question it, and any time that I did find myself straying away from my faith, I found my life getting much much harder. I found my life getting much much harder, and I found things falling apart. Or when I when I think I could do it, right? This is on me. This is my idea. This is this is me, 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 right? And then the times where I'd say, "No, Josh, this is this is much bigger than you." Where I would you know fix my eyes where they belonged, and and my life would life would change. Right. And, and it's just, and not that you have faith. So things go well, right. That's not why we're believers. Um, but anytime that I would find myself walking away or straying away from my faith, my life got that much harder.
1: Have you struggled with the, um, like using faith and leveraging it to make money? <laughs> uh, have you, have you caught yourself like, good question. oh boy, <laughs> good question. Um, I tried, I try to stay present or if Dang. you have, like, if you had those thoughts, like, how do you like, nope, it's not true. Wait, wait what? <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, figure out how. how uh, what I'm actually trying to say. It's like, I can see, like, if I would want, because I've over the last year, let me add yep. preface this over the last year in tearing my Achilles and going through this journey, uh, spiritual, religious, I'm like, oh yeah. Like I've gone down the, the God path and the journey and became fascinated and felt very ignorant. And I'm like, wow! Well, how am I just now discovering this? Yeah. But I also love rabbit holes and conspiracies and <laughs> I all feel this weird same. shit <laughs> where I'm like, wait, Nikola Tesla said three, six, nine. And then we see Jesus die at 33. We have 33 vertebrae. And then it's like, we go to church on Sunday and it's oh, sun's day. And then it's like all this weird stuff. Conspiracies. Like, yeah. I love it. <laughs> again. I'm like, oh, man, this weed is good. Good <laughs> shit. Some good shit. Some good where do we get this from? <laughs>
0: Got this from Josh's farm. Okay. Holy shit. All right. We've actually Here talked we about it. we got the space in the headquarters. We might grow some. Okay. Okay. That was legal now. There we go. Exactly. I can say that. I'm not canceled. Fuck
1: the meals, bro. Come Fuck on the now.
0: Meals. We're about to increase margins. Like We're really
1: about to scale. <laughs> Here we go. But I say that because I, even in saying that on the show, is like a little bit indifferent for me. I'm like, am I, like why, why am I bringing this up? Mm. You know, but I'm, I'm legitimately fascinated. And then I feel like I know Dang near nothing when it comes to the Bible, but my gut knows. I'm like, that's the most wise thing to ever exist. Every human thought and experience I believe is in the Bible. It's just how you interpret it. Hence Bible study, hence questioning everything. Cause you're like, oh yeah, that's first Tyler Bosetti 69, whatever (laughs) it is. And, I, and again, people could watch that. They get all mad and like whatever. Don't get mad about that guy. Just fucking yeah. joking, chill. But, but you get it, right? And then I like talk to some people. I'm like, holy shit. They understand this to a whole nother level. And yeah. it makes me feel ignorant in a good way. Yeah. Where I'm like, you knew that when you were seven? Yeah. I thought I knew a lot. I don't know nothing. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of fun in that experience to like learn and expand and grow. And because uh, I've read the books, listened to the podcast. I'm going to continue to do that. Right? Yeah. That's great. But then it's like every single time I'm like. I bring something up and I'm about it and like maybe a pastor friend of mine or somebody that I know that is all about it. They're like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what, you know, Solomon was saying or whoever, right? Like really? Yeah. Fuck. I thought I came up with that. (laughs) You know? So, (laughs) yeah. so like for me, even again, bringing this up, it's, uh, it's been fun and it's been intriguing, Mm -hmm. but uh, there's been times taking a shower shit shower shave where i'm like should i be bringing this up in the show and have you had those moments bringing Bring, up faith yeah bringing up faith how you yeah. had those moments because this is very new for me and i'm yeah. like oh i could feel something It Abs- feels weird uh, have i ever like regretted or questioned why bringing
0: some, like the faith up
1: yeah have you ever had those moments where you're for me again it's like br- even bringing this topic up mm-hmm. i'm like why am i bringing this up
0: yeah absolutely not you
1: know and it's it's yeah. not to create like divide and say yeah. that if you're not religious or so you are like, that's, trust me, that is not me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's that's on cool. their
1: own journey, I believe. Yeah. Uh I do. I genuinely believe actually, if you are atheist, I think that's not, I don't think it's true. Yeah. I don't think that's true at all. But again, for me, it's like, if a pastor friend would listen to this or another friend that's quote unquote, knows it more than me, like who is Tyler mm-hmm. to talk about this subject? Yeah. Have you had those moments?
0: And not necessarily like who is this person to talk about that. Um i and I've truly never have questioned why I've talked about the side of faith. Um I, I believe, especially as a Christian, that's what we're here to do is talk about it. You know, for those of you unfamiliar, I guess, with the, the word or X, Y, and Z, you know, I I believe and again believe whatever you want. Some of you maybe have stopped listening at this point because it's a topic of faith, but I'm never not going to talk about it because that's what we're here to do. You know, Christ came to this earth, died on a cross. I mean, this dude was lashed over almost 40 times. They said one more would have killed the man, right? Then he carried his cross to the mountain, to the hillside, got spit on, got stabbed in the gut, drank water from a sponge. Also, we could have everlasting life. Also, we could live on this earth and the sins that we live so we could have everlasting life. And for me, I am in full confidence that we're here to walk this earth and show a level of love and compassion like Jesus did. And and I told that to my team the other day when we talked about why is compassion one of our core values. And I told him I was like, you don't have to be a believer to follow suit with what compassion means, right? You can just walk this earth with compassion. If you are a believer, great. If not, great. I don't care. I really don't. I don't give two shits if you're not a believer. If you're not a believer and I know it, I'm going to put my arm around you the same way I'm going to put my arm around you that if someone is a believer, it doesn't matter to me because I'm here to love you unconditionally, no matter, no matter what. So there has never been a time like, man, should I talk, not talk about my faith? Now, granted, it's business. There are business practices that I think you quote unquote practice and we don't shove it down anyone's throat right? We're on a podcast right now talking about it, but when it comes to business, you know, I don't shove it down our customer's throat. If someone asked us about it, and that's usually how it happens. Wow. You guys got a small cross in your logo. What does that mean? It Just gives us an opportunity to talk about it. I got a whole sleeve of my arm where Jesus going into a dove into keys to the kingdom of heaven. They're just conversation pieces. It gives me the opportunity to talk about it. That's all it is. I never, I never shove it down someone's throat, but I never stray away from it if it comes up.
1: And you still put the arm around them. It's just, you might put them in like a (laughs) guillotine or something and choke them out.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you hell's going to suck, bro. (laughs) Eternal grinding and mashing of teeth. You don't want that.
1: (laughs) Sprinkle some water on them. (laughs) Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. What else do you have to share in terms of like what you're all about right now? Like if someone that's tuning in, they know exactly who you are, what you're about. I think you've done obviously a heck of a job already explaining that, but like, I want you to really kind of nail home uh, who you are, what you're about and, and someone that, you know, might need that love, compassion, maybe something that people don't know about you. Uh, if there's anything that's on your mind, something that's on your heart.
0: Yeah. Um, that's good. So I think that there are a lot of people in this life looking for their why. They're going through this life day to day, just going through the motions. And if there's anything that I would like to leave someone with is people come to me all the time and, and ask me, Josh, why did you start Visionary Meals? And you know I might go into my store, I might not, but I tell them that my passion is to impact as many people that I come in contact with, but much deeper than the word just impact with, like I said, a level of love, compassion, but also instilling that you can walk that way and still be the baddest motherfucker out there. Like you can be a hard worker. You can take no shit. Like I'm a big, like I, I tell my team all the time. And there are a lot of young females. I tell them all the time, don't be soft. Don't be soft, right? But at the same time, I'm also telling them, walk with love, walk with compassion, right? Teaching people that you can do both. Not enough people in this world have figured out that you can do both, and I truly believe. I'm not going to use the word mastered yet, but I truly believe that I am figuring out how to work harder, work smarter, and outcompete anybody that I come in contact with. But also doing it with a level of compassion and love. I believe that is the life, That is the that is the, a life hack, right? Too many people will walk one way or the other, like too soft, right? too compassionate almost right mm-hmm. um, or too hard where you know ego gets in the way and you're just now you're just a douche you're just a dick right finding a level of, of both spectrums but one thing that I, I i encourage everyone to do is figure out what they are passionate about because i promise you your purpose is not is not going to follow you know too far behind that and that's what this life is about i think there are so many people get to a certain age and 40 50 years old and like what the fuck am I even doing, right? What the fuck am I even doing? Don't ever stop questioning what your purpose is on this earth because I think your purpose can change over time. I also want to stress that so many people are trying to find their purpose within their career. I don't think that's always true. I think your purpose can be outside of your career. Um, And the the day that you can figure out that and, and for some to stop chasing money and chasing impact that is the day that your life will change. Let's go.
1: Yeah. And it comes back to like, you don't know what you want or why you want it unless you know who you are. Yeah. And a lot of people, if you like introduce yourself or whatnot, they're like, oh, I, I do this. Yeah. It's like, is that really who you are though? Correct. They, and, yeah. They make it their identity. Exactly. Exactly. Last question for you. I think we got to wrap up here soon. Uh, what do you like to do? What's random shit you like to do? Just work? <laughs> He said just work. He just his
0: work. Uh, outside of work just and, and working out. out of uh, atheist
1: people. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, for those of you who know me, I, I definitely got a, a fucking deviant side as well. Um, speaking of that, EDM um, fucking love me a festival.
1: Okay. Um, so anybody's ripping some
0: MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody that knows any about festivals knows what follows <laughs> not far from behind that. So yeah, I'm not perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we, we got prey on this on Sunday. It's all right. <laughs> Uh,
0: we have a good time. We have a good time. It's um, I love me. Uh, you know one thing about EDM. Just shout out the EDM culture. Is you know I don't know if anybody if you've ever attended like a festival or something like that. If you haven't, please do so. So many people are like that's not for me. Like fucking weirdos. Let it fucking nerds. <laughs> it is the one place that I truly believe on this planet Earth that you know there there's not a place that you can release the type of energy and 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 just honestly just fun (laughs) like seriously like i mean i i become just a different person you do a psychedelics here i I do i do mess with some psychedelics yeah 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 shrooms yeah Um, at
1: the edm usually that you usually go to absolutely shrooms yeah shrooms mdma Um, you ever done mdma yep yeah yeah Yeah, it blows my mind i've done mdma twice in like more quote-unquote like ceremony setting with like some buddies yeah and uh i'm like how the hell do these kids go to Concerts on this shit. This is wild. This is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, my Lord. What everything. Yeah. Is oh I saw goodness. you had my, uh, well, I probably shouldn't say his name. Say it. Welcome. Well, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you had my boy, Ben Morphogen, on here. So. Oh, don't say his name. <laughs> don't say that name. That's <laughs> uh, funny you say that because, yeah, that that was a unique conversation. I need to get them back on. You guys are doing what? Okay. <laughs> nice. I, I can only imagine. I need okay. to listen to that episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Uh, Dude, there is not enough time to See transparent? Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I kind of like found out like oh I'm <laughs> Like what this is going on over here? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Jerry yeah. remembers that. Jerry stays in contact with them. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's my dude. You going to talk about follow up and systems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. had brought that up as well. It makes sense though cuz I've always I'm I'm more in like hip hop and rap uh kind of yeah. like growing up where we grew up in the cornfields, yeah. right? Yeah. I was yeah. like yeah, Brad Paisley. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> but then, you know, time and place. You know, yeah. when I'm feeling like I can. A country? Can, we, can you drink Bud Light now or no? Is that a thing? <laughs> is it back or not? Who Bud Light? I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know. know. Is that I back? Don't think that's a thing. <laughs> okay, it's not a thing anymore. All right. Yeah, too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Okay. Depends on when this shows. Maybe when right. liberals was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a campfire. I might have a beer and yeah, the some yeah. country. But uh, I say that because I, I prefer uh, hip hop. Uh, but it makes sense. I was like, "Oh wait, sound healing and all that it makes sense." If people like EDM, if you're using some psychedelics, yeah, uh, it can be probably a wild experience. I mean,
0: I don't, I don't call them drugs. I call them tools. Mm-hmm. They're tools.
1: Yep. Cool drug tools. Drug tools. <laughs> Yeah, they're a definitely a tool, but, uh, dude, we're going to do this again, man. I would love to do brother. this in the headquarters. Absolutely. We'll definitely have
0: you guys out for the headquarters. Let's we're, go. we're in the process. Like I mentioned, uh, getting ready to step foot in our new headquarters and we're going to have a badass uh, podcast studio in there. Let's
1: go. Um, so oh. we'll
0: definitely, we'll definitely come in there. I know
1: fluff's going to come up and get us right. Um, us we we'll,
0: uh, definitely chop it up, brother. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Oh yeah. And any, uh, info we'll have in the description. Uh, people can just hit you up right on Instagram, yep, yep. is that where you guys yeah, are at? Josh.link, uh, Visionary, and then just, yeah, Visionary Meals
0: on Instagram. Hit us up, shoot us a follow. Stay up to date. We got a lot of fun and exciting things coming, guys. So again, hey, I appreciate you all tuning in. Tyler, again, thanks for having me, brother. Let's go.
1: All for nothing. Josh, appreciate you. Peace. Appreciate you guys. Peace. Yeah.